Hello, you're listening to Otaku Spirit Anime Cast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo! Today's episode is a discussional podcast episode where we talk about the news that seems important to us, dive into our community, answer some great questions from our community members, and then say goodbye. So how was the last couple weeks, Chris? Ah, making it. Making it? Anything yeah. fun happening? I don't know. Besides some exciting news that it's we're going to be getting into? It, it's been a big blur. It's been a big a blur. A lot of work. A lot of work, waifu game, and Genshin, I'm assuming. No. No Genshin. I've been, I've been breaking on that for right now. Yeah, I missed my dailies yesterday. That's how bad something else got. <laughs> been playing Elden Ring. That's been a lot of fun. And streaming that one, that's been a lot of fun too. So if you have not already, uh, twitch.tv slash Spirited is where we're at. Definitely uh, give us a follow over there because it's been a lot of fun streaming and talking to people and them watching me get my butt kicked in Elden Ring because it's my first Souls game. So it's a, it's a learning curve. And extremely frustrating, but guys, and it, it's, it's very addicting. It's very addi- addicting. I mean, because it's, it's like one of the aspects of there's so much to look at and so much to do that it's like overwhelming. But at the same time, again, extremely frustrating playing that game because everything is stupidly punishing and cheap. I watched. I watched Andrew go and fight a titan, kill wolves, and. At some point, I clicked on there and watched you go and um, try to take over a carriage. And then you got mad because you looted the trailer, got killed, then went back to go and loot the trailer, and there wasn't anything off there, on there. So my assumption was that because you already looted it, and even though you died, you didn't have to loot it again, but... I, I guess was, I missed looting it the first time because that's what my, my assumption was. But yeah, you actually, the, if, if you go back in your stream, you can actually see your your character lift up the lid on the on the carriage when you opened up the treasure chest, and then you got attacked and you ran away. Right, but did it because you have to open it and then you have to loot it. And I think when I opened it, I went to hit the prompt to loot it, but it was grayed out because I got attacked. Ah. Uh-huh. That I was my. That, I just seen you open up the chest, so I yeah, that's you what I seen it. too. So I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it poofed. I don't know. <laughs> I've, I've given up on that chest at this point. I do know that you. Can, it I didn't look like you myself. gave up on it. You went back to those guys several, at several times. At this point, 
at oh, this oh, point. Oh, yeah. Well, that was that was when you were actually doing that. <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of fun points in there. Like when I was, I, I posted on Twitter, I was fighting some random dudes, and suddenly this ram from like a mile away decided that he wanted to join in and attack me. And I'm like, what in the world is this ram fighting me for? <laughs> Somebody had tweeted back saying it's because they were jealous of ram. I'm like, well, then you tell ram that. <laughs> Rabbit Ram. Funny. I get it. I get it. But yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I, I've been enjoying that. We're we're pretty close to affiliate on Twitter or Twitch, Twitter, Twitch. So that's fantastic. So again, make sure to support us on there if you can, if you have time to watch the streams. Like I said, it's a lot of fun. But yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how long that's going to take me to really kind of, I, I'm curious at this point if I'm just going to get tired of it uh, or like, because there's a feeling that like, it's a, it's a beautiful game. It's got so much in it, so much customization, so much to do, but it also has that feeling of, like, I spend a lot of time in it, and I don't feel like I've accomplished anything. It's got that feeling going for it. I think that was the same feeling I had with... Um, Skyrim? Skyrim. Yeah, definitely. Red Skyrim Dead. had that feeling. Um, Pretty much all yeah, the open think, world games. Well, no, because, like, I, I think certain games, like, I, I did uh, Far Cry 3... It felt like I was completing things. It felt like I was getting upgrades. It felt like I was improving. Or this one, unless I look up a guy to find out where there's something specific I can farm, I don't feel like I get anywhere. And that, that's the that's the sad feeling is if you don't know where things are at, you just feel like you're just wandering and you don't. And it doesn't tell you anything. Like that game literally tells you nothing, and you're just supposed to figure things out, which is it's. You can say it's fun, but at the same time, when you wander again for five hours and realize your character is nowhere better than it was when you first started, it's a bad feeling. <laughs> like it's a seriously bad feeling. But other than that, yeah, it's been it's been fun. A lot of the randomness is pretty fun. The bosses are super cheap, and they punish you because they know what you're doing. They know when you're pressing a direction. They know when you hit your potions, and they always punish you for everything you do, which is super cheap. But that's been in video games for a long time. It's just they learned how to hide it a lot better. And plus, with this game, it's literally death when they do punish you. So, yeah. I've seen quite a few massive swords come down and just impale you quite a few you're times. Just done. So. Yeah, yeah, you're just done. Just, you're dead. <laughs> and there's so many different attack sequences. You can't really memorize them all. I've yet to figure out. A I did, fight where I memorize all of it. I did find the weird spider-looking dude with like fifteen arms for with swords. There was a sword in each one except for one that had a shield, and it was like, okay, what's the point in the shield? <laughs> Doesn't need it. They attack so dang aggressively and have zero stamina issues, unlike you. Yeah. Anyways, but yeah, that's that's fun, and I will I will continue that. That's that's my new mess around game. Whenever I'm editing videos and stuff, so that's been fun, and so. Yeah, but other than that, it has been an extremely mixed emotion week, for sure. Other than that, yes, this Discord has been a lot of fun, too, as well. Uh, if you have not already, we have a link on otakuspear.com. There's a link to our Discord. Just go to the socials link, and it's down there. You can just click on it. Uh, it's also on my Twitter page, otakuspearded. But, um, yeah, been a lot of fun there. Still playing the waifu game. I think it's slowed down a little bit. Um, I think I'm at the point now in that game where I'm just trying to get my three stats to eight 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 nine nine ten to ten and that's been extremely time consuming to get to so <laughs> i don't know i think at this point i'm just kind of flirting with uh low level characters that way i can get items to give to the, my characters to level them up which is slow but that is what it is but yeah other than that it's been it's been fun 
hanging out with people, talking to them, getting in a voice chat with some people, uh, streaming some stuff together. So yeah, just off and on. But the other kind of exciting thing that this this week has kind of happened. There's been two. There was two extremely, extremely exciting pieces of news this week. I know the first one we're probably going to be the most excited to talk about. But uh, yeah, the news that seems important to us that should be important to you because it's important to us. First bit, they announced the Spice and Wolf, Chris. I know. <laughs> the 15th anniversary of Spice and Wolf. We had an announcement for the big event they were doing on the 25th because that's the 15th, the 15th anniversary. And they said they were going to announce something. And so, of course, we were kind of a little excited, like, okay. What could they pre announce? What could they be announcing the- that they're announcing? Like, what would be that significant? They're going to do a reprint. <laughs> Are they going to do another tome? Are they going to do a cool figure? Or is it going to be another VR game? I was, I was going to, I go, I went in with expectations it was going to be a VR game, honestly, because I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be let down. But then, of course, there was the, I would be happy if it was a continuation anime, and then my. Pie in the Sky was a Fruits Basket remake from the beginning to end. Like, do a full anime adaptation. So, the good news is, is the announcement was that they are going to be starting up a new anime project. Now, the the big question mark here is... Uh, well, some sites were reporting it as this is a... Well, Crunchyroll was reporting it as this is a, a new project... ANN, I think, was reporting, and a couple other sources were reporting that it was going to be a continuation. This is going to be a third season on. No, Crunchyroll was saying it was a third project. Insinuating it was a third season. The tweet that they sent out from their actual account, even Spicy Tales, which is their pretty much their their um, production group that does this VR stuff, they were literally saying this is a completely new anime to be produced. That kind of tells me this is a start over. I hope so. <laughs> I really do. It I mean, deserves it. It really does. Completely new doesn't really say we're going to start a new season. Completely new makes me think that this is a start over. Now, why that's a good thing if it's a start over is there's a couple things there. One, there was a couple things that they kind of changed with the anime adaptation of the light novel. Plus, they also skipped the whole volume in order to complete it the way they did with the two seasons. And... We technically need to start over for the case of, obviously, there's going to be a visual difference there. And it's kind of hard to get people to watch the first two seasons when it looks a little different. Also, there's a lot of inner dialogue that they missed in the adaptation that they could probably fix a little bit. There's a, Like I noted before, when I read the Night Light novel, Lawrence is like super in his head their first meeting. And there's a lot of context in there that is kind of missed. But the other big thing is if they start over... There's a really good chance that they this is a thing that they're wanting to do a full adaptation, a fruits basket kind of thing, which I would be super, super thrilled for. Agree, disagree? Oh, most definitely. I mean, this is this is one of those things that I I, I believe a a year ago or so we had we had we had talked about. I think it was we were talking about the tome or something like that, and we were and we were pointing out the odd the oddness in the fact that. These companies, for whatever reason, none of them are are basically banking on it. A, a a remake of uh, Spice and Wolf would be an absolute boon to whoever did it. And and the tome, I believe, was a a, a great example of because I didn't they like 
sell out like two times or something like that. It was there was something yeah, they odd had about print it. of it, yeah. It, it, and it was it was one of those things that's this if this doesn't tell you that there is an absolute fandom for this uh uh property sh- property um i don't know what will and and they need to do they need to strike while the iron is hot and ab- and get this done because they they're they're just leaving money on the table i agree with that because it's, it's it's that aspect of it it always sells and there's always products there like of any other, like, the only other one that I can think of is probably Full Metal Alchemist. It's like, Full Metal Alchemist to this day, they're still making, they, they just announced recently they're going to do, like, two new live-action films. And it's like, that's just a property that just keeps selling. They can just keep making merchandise, they can keep making properties out of it, and it'll keep selling. And it always seemed like Spice and Wolf was another one of those ones. It, every single, <laughs> it seemed like every every at least six months to a year, there was a new figure coming out. And it probably kept selling. They're not going to keep making figures if, unless it just keeps selling. They keep making novels. They have a whole other series of novels that's coming out, Parchment and Wolf. It's a property that just never goes away. And so you think this is something that can probably make money or at least keep the awareness up for the product itself, for the reprints, and for, yeah, Parchment and Wolf and going on. Yeah, that was my other concern was like, what if it's, they're going to do an adaptation for Parchment Wolf? That would probably make me really mad because I'd be like, damn it, now i got to finish reading the light novel because there's, they're doing the the next story, which really is annoying kind of. But yeah, it's it's super exciting. I, I was really I, – I, what sucked, it was like the event – the announcement point was like going to be at like 2 a.m. in the morning for us because that would be like evening for Japan. So I had to like – I was considering staying up just to wait for the announcement to happen – but I'm like, no, because then I'm going to want to wake up the next day and I want to do a recording for a video. And I don't want bloodshed eyes. So I'm, gonna t- I'm just going to set my alarm for 2 a.m. I woke up. I'm literally laying there and I have my phone on my face and I'm scrolling through, going to their their PR Twitter. And all of a sudden I see it. And I'm like, my heart started racing. I'm like, oh, please tell me this is not a dream. <laughs> I tweeted some. I sent a DM to somebody else and I, I kind of closed it. it. took me a while to go to sleep. And then I woke up the next day and I'm like, Oh, please don't let that be a dream. And I'm looking at Discord. Discord's going crazy. So I'm like, okay, cool. It wasn't a dream. Let's go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was excited. And then I finally get, you know, get cleaned up, turn on the camera, and then it goes, yes. <laughs> it's like I finally get to yell, like, yes. My dogs are all barking and freaking out. Uh, I think this is probably like the the most exciting news I think I could ever ask for. Like, there's. Spice and Wolf, another adaptation, or at least another season, or a new adaptation. Please, I hope it's a full adaptation. Because we don't really have any more information besides that. That statement, completely new anime to be produced. They're, they said they're going to be in more information later. They obviously note that this is something that's going to be down the down the road. This isn't something like, we'll see it fall. This is probably going to be something that's like a summer next year. Which is kind of depressing, but it is what it is. Well, this is probably... I can't think of anything that I wanted more. Like, now that we have this, like, what else? <laughs> what else is there? Like, um, I don't know, like... Uh, no, it, it, I don't it'll, know. it'll just be the announcement of um, Herbs and Wolf. Herbs and Wolf. <laughs> it'll be the the prequel to Spice and Wolf. There you go, Herbalist and Wolf. Atelier, Atelier and Wolf. Yeah. No, Herbs and Wolf. Because, They're going to make an Atelier. Because Herbs and Wolf fits in with the Herbs spice parchment well, why can't it be skins and wolf 
Because that's what parchment is. And a parchment is paper. It's paper, but it's made out of um, skins. They can make parchment it's out she- of things it's, besides it's, leather. It's sheepskin. They can make it. Be, they can make it other ways. <laughs> Mine showed us that we can make it other ways. Yes, this is true. Jeez, when do you think they make paper? What times? What time period are we thinking that we're setting it? Well, I was just going because you didn't want to use another spice. So I, because otherwise I would have said salt, salt and wolf, and that wouldn't have worked. Be salt. See, and fish because, and wolf. No, she likes apples. Apples and wolf. I and well, Fruits no, and apples. Wolf. Apples is something that the wolf eats. It doesn't. It's not necessarily they can eat a, spice too. <laughs> what are we doing here? I don't know. Where are we? We went off on some random. I was tangent. asking what else we wanted besides spice and wolf. I don't. It, it's one of those things where we've been we can complain. We've been complaining about it for so long. We need something new to complain about on a regular basis. Yes, and and my complaint would be if we got, got herbs it. and wolf. I think yeah, I remember this. Somebody on Twitter was saying we need. Um, I need to find. I think somebody actually posed that same question of like, now they have this. It's like, what else? What else do we need to fight for? And it's like. A monster remake, I guess. <laughs> so that at least it's out of <laughs> licensing hell, and we everybody can watch it. Mayu, I, think, I think that's the only Mayu, way that. Please, I think that's the only way we're ever going to get a remake or a, a release of Monsters if they just redo it. I think that's. Um, I, I guess the release of Macross finally and a full release of all the Macrosses. That's still kind of up there. I've heard they resolve some stuff, but I haven't seen anything, so I'm obviously nothing's been fixed. Wasn't there something that was in a licensing hell and that we were we were complaining about recently? Monster. No. Katana Katari. That one probably. Well, that's not licensed hell. It's just it needs to be rescued. No, <laughs> I think the, the only one, one that's the actually one that's, in hell the one that's is Monster. Locked, isn't there one that's locked by uh, G Kids or something like that? No, the only ones that I'm aware of is Monster and uh, Macross, Harmony Gold. They kind of screwed up that license pretty badly. But I don't. I don't know of any other one that's got that kind of an issue. No, uh, because that the, the um, which one is on uh, Amazon? Which one's on Amazon? Yeah, everything's been picked up by Sentai. That's was on Amazon. No, I meant the one. There was one that um, I thought Macross was the one that went to to Amazon. Amazon ended up saving that one. No, they 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 picked up like um, the original Macross that was on there. But I think they got that through a Harmony Gold, probably. So that doesn't really fix anything, unless right. you're talking about the Symphogear, Gear. Which, but that well, was I guess on Amazon maybe that's Symphogear, Gear because that was the other one that I was thinking of, and I was like, no, that couldn't can't be it. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't really heard anything that... on Symphogear. Gear. I don't think there's anything wrong with Symphogear. Gear, but it was on it was on um, Amazon during that whole Amazon strike thing. But yeah. I don't know. I, I guess um, other than that, probably I was just thinking on a minute ago. Yeah, I might have to think on it. Like I, I might have to make it. I did make a video that was talking about like rescue licenses and yeah, like Katana Gatari and Harengu Monster, um, um, Cheeky Angel. A lot of those other ones are kind of still kind of stuck out there. But as for like remakes or just full full makes, maybe Claymore doing a readaptation of that or at least fixing the ending and continuing that would be great because there's more real fantastic stuff in there. Noragami continue obviously was would be another one big one for me but I yeah. would say berserk but I mean technically we got a remake of that. That is true like a full remake of berserk properly not CGI would probably be the next one that I think people would probably be asking for. Good point. Like that's, yeah, they, um, they 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 be the 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 main get Mappa uh, to do it. Somebody just yeah. give Mappa a whole bunch of money and tell them to stay away from their new CGI studio. 
and they, they they'd come <laughs> out and they'd say, you know, we th- we 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 know we just did this, but it was it was a joke. It really was. It's joke. It's Here's joke. the real one. It's joke. Yeah, it's joke. And that's gonna be like something they had to be very careful with, because like if some if I, I think even with what was it Orange or whatever studio that was doing the other stuff, it's like even if they come back out and say that they're gonna continue it on, it's like no, just stop. Like. <laughs> You don't disgrace that that story anymore. Uh, it's not not a good idea right now. But uh, yeah, that's that's exciting news though. I, I'm I'm real jazzed for that again. We don't have any additional information besides it happening. Again, this is me speculating that it's going to be a start over. It's just it seems like the wording is is putting it in a way that this is going to be a start over. And if it's a start over, I do hope this is something that continues on. Uh, again, if, if they want to get past like that third or fourth volume, which again I think they've skipped three and ended on four, I think that's that's a hefty that's a hefty series right there. That's what seven seasons. It's it's a long series. <laughs> it's a long series, and I'd be perfectly fine with them with them doing the whole thing. But that's a big ask. I mean, even with Fruits Basket, that only went what four seasons. I mean, that wasn't yeah. that wasn't that long, um, admittedly enough. But I mean, that was. Now that was like seventy five episodes total, right? No, I don't think we got. I don't think we got that that high. But each season was twenty four episodes, and it was three seasons, right? Or was the final season only twelve episodes? No, that was twenty four. I episodes thought too. you were saying cores. I thought it was like four cores, but I'm. It's been a. It's been a while, so yeah. I want to say it was six cores, but um, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> but no, Fruits Baskets was only not Fruits Basket. Uh, Spice and Wolf was. Two seasons, but they were only single core, though, right? Yeah, because that was that was only like twenty four episodes, if I remember correctly. So that's that was that was okay then. Yeah, so that was that was almost that was technically like three volumes worth in two cores. So that wouldn't be that long then. That wouldn't I would that wouldn't be that long. That would only be about um, say that'd be about the same, a little bit longer than what first ba- first basket would have been. So yeah. That's um, that's not too big of an ask, but again, technically, it all depends on how much is in the head, how much they need to kind of adapt. Uh, fight scenes technically take a little longer to, or a little quicker to run through in an episode than, say, a lot of dialogue, which technically light novels are very dialogue heavy. So, yeah, twenty five for first episode, season of Fruits Basket, twenty five for second season, and then twenty five for the no thirteen for the final, and then of course we have the OVA. So. Five yeah. cores. That would have, that would have only been about sixty three episodes or sixty three episodes for Fruits Basket. So yeah. Anyways, I hope it's a I hope it's full adaptation. We will as soon as I get more information, I'll definitely be letting you guys know. Uh, we'll either have it here on this discussional podcast episode or a discussional podcast episode or a video on YouTube. So YouTube dot com slash Otaku Spirit. So we did have other news. <laughs> I guess we can jump into the other super big news, which was, yeah, this morning we got a little bit of an interesting tidbit from Crunchyroll. Well, technically also from Funimation as well. And that was that we finally got an answer as to what's going to happen with the Sony buyout and these two anime distribution websites. And that is Funimation is pretty much moving their entire catalog. Well, most of their catalog I think that at the current time they say they're going to move everything over there, but right now the focus is on "quote unquote" eighty percent of their most popular titles to be on Crunchyroll by the end of March. So 
note the most popular titles. That doesn't mean 80% of their catalog. It just means 80% of their most popular titles. Yeah. So, <laughs> it looks like, I guess my... I, I mean, we threw out a couple of theories. One was going to be that they were going to have, like, a Sony app. And everything was going to be in that Sony app for, you know, along with all their other properties. Which would be, like, basically Amazon Prime. Where you have to search through, you know, Tony's Got Talent and my hillbilly family to find where the anime is. <laughs> but uh, no, they're, they're still keeping it in its own separate anime type thing. But the interesting thing was, yeah, again, going on my theory on that Crunchyroll was a bigger brand, a more known uh, entity in the anime streaming sphere. So they chose to keep the Crunchyroll name. Funimation is Funimation is going bye-bye. <laughs> so... I think Funimation as a company, or Funimation.com is going to probably remain there, and I'll give my reasons why later, but when did you find out about this? I, I kind of let you know when you came by for lunch, and I was like, so it's happening. And you're like, yeah, yeah I've seen that, but... It popped up on my, on my because Discord can't leave me alone for five <laughs> minutes, it's constantly beeping at me, and that one was one of the ones that popped up on the screen. Did somebody at you, or did you just have your thing on? It, I have it on and it and it drives me crazy all day and I tend to ignore it but every once in a while I pick pick it up because it you know it has a similar buzz as the um as the text messages and so every once in a while I do actually glance at it and that in particular one when I glanced at it they were talking about um Funimation being soaked up by Crunchyroll so yeah good bad are you are you, are you hot on this oh yeah I might see and this is the weird thing about it. I I mean I I I did an entire diatribe as to my quote unquote speculation because I do think that there is more to this than than meets the eye. But Transformers. Yeah. When it comes Sorry, down to, to it, the ultimate thing is, is I agree. The the when it when it the the scales were weighed. Let's just put it that way. And Crunchyroll won the won the the scale uh, per se. Well, so, we never ever hear Funimation go. We have this million, this many subscribers. Fun, yeah. Crunchyroll is always like, yeah, we just hit four mil. Yeah, we hit five mil. It, you just never hear Funimation gloat. So that kind of makes you when you don't gloat. There's a reason. <laughs> That's like World of Warcraft. They used to gloat a lot, and then at some point they stopped gloating. Yeah, I wonder there's, why. There's a there. I, like I said, there's a lot to lot more to this than than I. Um, Don't say it again. I'm gonna have to say Transformers again. <laughs> then 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 we probably perceive. Thank you. <laughs> but no, I I I like like I had mentioned when I was talking to the guys on on Discord. I was I I said I would love to be a, a fly on the wall on the, in these meetings there. There is so much going on in, in this thing that I think it would be fascinating to see what's what's behind the scenes. And when it comes down to it, um, I can I can see that Crunchyroll was the the better decision. Now, I do, however, um, uh, one of one of the user one of our users had asked um, if I believed that this. Um, was this a surprise? And I said, yes and no. Um, this early, yes. This early is, I is, is my surprise. They'd be milking this double dip for a while. I I suspected, and and I this actually goes 
more into what I was talking about earlier, that there's more going on behind the scenes. I believe that this being hastened in any way, shape, or form says a lot more about what's going on behind the scenes than we want to admit or than they want to admit to. Um, I think it's fascinating to think about they we I was fully expecting that we would probably see some kind of a basically both both services starting to become the same so that you're you're seeing Funimation and Crunchyroll as both two sides to the same coin and then eventually um they would finally merge to help us out as users and then eventually so we have the real funny funny role at some point um and then eventually they would decide okay which which one probably works a little bit better and i yeah i probably would have figured crunchyroll would have taken the top spot but when it comes down to it, that's, I was fully expecting this to be several years down the road for them to start this fast. Um, I suspect Funimation is going to get dropped very quickly. I will be surprised if Funimation isn't a passing remark this time next year. I do think that Funimation is going to stay around. I think that's really in just being a skeleton of what it was because like I've, I kind of mentioned my video one of the statements that they said is they were, okay, they're like, okay, this is happening. We're moving all these stream titles onto Crunchyroll. So you can start streaming them there. All the dubs are going there too. Everything's going there. Oh yeah, by the way, starting spring, which is going to be insane. They even note that spring's going to be insane. Like Funimation and Crunchyroll, they know spring's going to be insane. Um, I'm already terrified of it. Cannot wait for us to do our preview of it. But um, they're like, yeah, everything's going to be over there. And then of course, in the fact, it's going. Well, what about my pre-orders for your shop? Well, what about everything that I bought from your shop? What if I need to return something to your shop? They have a shop, just like Crunchyroll does. Uh, what about my digital movies? I, I bought a you know a copy of this show and it has a digital code on it, and I I downloaded it from your store. What about that? I registered it. Yeah, all that stuff's gonna stay there. We'll figure out how to move it later. Well, about my queue, I have a I have a queue and a watch history on Funimation. How do I transfer that? Oh, well, you're just gonna create a new account on Crunchyroll. We can't transfer users. We'll figure out a way to transfer it later. I'm like, you know what? That's code word for. It's never gonna happen. <laughs> that stuff's staying on Funimation site, and they're saying they're gonna figure out a way to give you your queue on Crunchyroll. They're gonna figure out a way to move your digital copies over there. They're gonna figure out a way to move your uh, your history over there. It's never gonna happen. There is going to be zero way. I can guarantee you there is zero way for them to move any of that stuff over. It's never going to happen. Funimation, they're going to hope you forget about that stuff. You're going to be on Crunchyroll. You're going to be watching new stuff. And eventually, like in a year later, you're going to say, hey, whatever happened to my queue? When's my when's my queue going to move over? They're, like, they're basically going to have people that are hopefully going to back them up saying, dude, just make your queue over. Your watch history? It doesn't matter. Who cares? You have a new account. Move on. That stuff's going to... I think I think the only thing that's going to stay on Funimation site is order history for returns and all that financial stuff and your digital copies of shows. I think they're going to keep a server in a closet somewhere that'll have your digital shows and movies just sitting there in case you need to access it. Because, that's again, that stuff's not going to move. How are they going to figure out Okay, well, your account on Funimation was this. Now your account on Crunchyroll was this. 
oh, because your email's the same, we're going to just move ownership over? I doubt that's even going to happen. So, yeah, but going back, you started this whole thing. I I do I do have an an odd theory why this happened so fast, and I think that really does kind of. And you probably are in the same boat as me. I think it really is a financial thing because we were expecting this to go on much longer. Like we were hope we were kind of expecting that two years, maybe three years down the road, they'd finally announce some way of merging it because they were going to want to double dip. So the only reason that they would basically kind of rush this forward is that somebody's not making money. And I think that's what really is happening. Um, that is, that is exact. That is one of my main reasons why I think this is happening as fast as it is. So the obvious thought when the buyout of Crunchyroll happened, especially at the price that it did was like, okay, fun. Sony wants to take over the anime industry. Like they want to take over anime streaming in the West. They see how f- profitable it is. They made a they made a bet on Funimation going, okay, let's buy Funimation and let's see if we can fight against Crunchyroll and, and win this fear. And I don't think Funimation was doing it. Nope. Like at this point, and this is all speculation from here until I say otherwise. I think at some point fun, they were they bought Funimation and they were not pulling profit. And I don't think Funimation ever does, except for things like, yeah, Dragon Ball and stuff like that. And then I think at some point they said, Crunchyroll's doing really good. They keep talking about they keep barking about their subs. Let's just do it. Let's buy Crunchyroll too, and let's just take it over completely. And they bought Crunchyroll, and at some point they're like, now we got two things sitting here. One's making money, and one's not. Time to get rid of the dead weight. And that's when they cut off Funimation and said, let's just stick with Crunchyroll. Let's focus on that. Even with two subs going on, the Funimation side of it is not making profits, I think. The Crunchyroll side, I think, was making profits, but I don't think Funimation was. So... They cut, despite the fact that they're double dipping the subs right now, cut the fat. And that's when they shove it all over to that one side. And so it's funny to think that despite they are double dipping on a lot of people, I don't think they're double dipping on enough people that this side needs to be removed at the point. Go to Discord real quick. Going to Discord real quick. Go to your YouTube video. Uh, let's see here. Number one, past issues. I'm not going to really talk about the past issues. Um, they are what they are. Um, Number two, tech issues, constant uh, uh, technical issues that they cannot support or they will not support for whatever reason. I, I, it doesn't matter either way. Number three, money issues going into what Andrew just talked about. Um, I think that this is twofold um, and one side being the fact that um, they were being very bold just before the Sony buyout. They were. They tried to make the the Ooh. Funimation one. Who bold? Uh, Funimation. Okay. Just before the Sony buyout, they were being really bold. If you remember, it, it, this was a while ago. They were doing the Funimation one thing where they, that's when they uh, bought Walk Anime. Um, they were also trying to uh, go into Europe, and they were they were just being really bold. Now. We were supportive of it, but at the same time, we were like, man, this is this is getting crazy that they're going out, out of their way. They're spreading themselves a little thin. But when it comes down to it, they did it. Afterwards, then the Sony buyout, which – and I was speculating as well. And I said they may have bit, got themselves into a bad spot, and they they were desperate. Sony came in and said, hey, we'll help you out a little bit. And they were like, yes, please do everything. Um, the other side of it, 
actually goes into, and this was my, my kind of third, uh, my fourth thing. They also, what seemed like, and this is, this is one of those things that I kind of felt was a little bit odd, but at the same time, it just kind of became the thing that happened every season. So I just kind of, it was just par for the course. Crunchyroll for the better part of, and we've been following, we've been vocally talking about anime for what, seven, eight years now. Mm-hmm. Every season consistently, Crunchyroll dominated every season. There I was think a couple of, season were fundamentally that, that's crazy. what I was getting ready to say is I can only think of maybe one or two seasons where Funimation was like, actually beat uh, Crunchyroll, especially right before they bought out Crunchyroll. And, and I, I think that was a strategic move by Crunchyroll because they knew they were getting bought out and they didn't want to throw a bunch of money into the plot to you know basically the, not put themselves back in the hole before they got the buyout. And I think the other one was when they were they announced their partnership. I think mm-hmm. that there was a time back then that they were doing that as well or that that Funimation won. And and when I say one, I'm only talking about numbers game where this is how many uh shows per season the, the value of each, season yeah there's a there was there's a feeling of as an anime fan for a while there that there was like a value of each season like like when amazon first got into the mix it was like their value was really low they had one maybe two shows a season yeah their their their, their use value to a standard fan is very low to the point where you don't even want to waste your money subbing especially when you have to get a prime and an amazon strike account and then you had like high die was was picking up a few shows their value was a little high but it was always kind of uh, – it was always like you know, like a 70-30 Crunchyroll Funimation. And then that's, every now and then Funimation would come up. Their value would come up per season. So And, and, it's, and it's one of those weird things. Is, it, this is the thing that I see in, in this respect is not necessarily whether or not you want to per se um, look at it from a respect of – Companies were have a especially in Japan. They, they and this is from my understanding. I don't know it for a fact. I don't live in Japan. I don't know, but they are very re, um, relationship based. So if they have a relationship with a company, they will stick with that relationship through thick and thin, um, unless you burn that bridge. And this is one of those things that I wonder how much of certain things happen that is a burned bridge because. Oddly enough, there is some companies that and, – and this is one of those things that when, when they happened, I pointed out this is something that I think is happening behind the scenes and we don't really – we're not – because it, we're talking about Japan. They're not going to come out and flat out tell us what the heck is going on. I thought Daisuke and um, the YouTube um, – where where a bunch of companies were going to YouTube shortly after Daisuke because Daisuke was also a very similar situation where they they started their own streaming service. They that was were trying Sunrise, huh? That was Sunrise mostly. Yeah. and they were trying correctly. to get some kind of a way to bridge bridge themselves to the West outside of these main two companies and. It, it it was one of those things that I I can't I kept pointing out. This is something that's interesting, and I think that we should really start. I wish we could get a little bit more insight into what the heck's going on here, because Sunrise is a big company. It's not it's not a company that you just go. Eh. 
I, I, I really don't want your shows. I want everybody else's shows. No, that's more along the lines of Sunrise isn't, isn't satisfied with something that these two, big two companies are providing. That's the way I was looking at it. And I thought that was more of a fascinating story than the other way. But at any rate, I think that that's an interesting tidbit. Now, whether or not it says that Funimation is burning bridges, no. I, I'm speculating at this point. And I think that that was something that kind of hints that something is behind the scenes. Now, the last, the last little bit I have is customer climate. And I've been talking about this over and over and over and over again. The, there is a point in which the customers will be pushed to before they start pushing back. Now, I believe that this, this has been building and building and building. Obviously, we have not seen the pushback. We have seen a little bit of pushback, but not the big pushback that I'm talking about. So here's my, my personal speculation. When I say the, the scales have been tipped, I think slightly different than what Andrew says. I think Andrew is right, but I think it's from the opposite side. I think um, Sony said, what the heck did we get ourselves into here? And all these things all compounded to one, and they went – they probably did a, ta- uh, a, a, a customer um, fill, fill out. They went, hey, what is the demographics here? Who's, who is okay with Funimation? Who is okay with Crunchyroll? And when everybody has a positive uh, view of Crunchyroll and – Maybe 50% of Funimation, I I think it's a a fairly easy choice between which one are you going to keep. But like I said, that's my speculation. Yeah, I think there's there's something to be said about a a customer feedback versus – but I think there's also something to be said about just raw numbers. And I I don't – I know there's a huge fandom for dubs, and I know, and again, I know that Funimation technically has some of the biggest titles out there, including yeah, One Piece and Dragon Ball and all that kind mm-hmm. of the big shonens. But well, that, at the same that's... time, that some a lot of those are available in Crunchyroll as well. Mm-hmm. And again, I just don't really hear many people talking about Funimation. Yeah, they talk about Crunchyroll. Crunchyroll is the one that always seems to have, for the most part, the bigger catalog, and most people don't really want to have multiple subs. They will they will end up choosing the best title they can find on one platform rather than subbing like we do to pretty much every single platform to watch it all. That's always been the most difficult thing about coverage that we do is like talking about all these shows and most people are like, oh, cool. We're, I don't see it on Crunchyroll. Well, no, it's over on Funimation. Oh, OK, well, yeah, yeah I can't. I don't really I, have, I don't have a sub there. It's like, yeah, it sucks. <laughs> it sucks. That is the biggest positive of this whole situation. What were we just talking about? Literally, spring is going to bring us a new sub, which is Disney Plus. Yay! And thankfully, <laughs> Sony answered the call. Sony Sony was listening to our podcast and was like, "Oh damn, those I bet boys you, got another sub you, coming up." That's probably let's help them out. Let's let's get rid of some animation. I bet you <laughs> actually. I bet you that's actually not that bad. Of, that that far off. <laughs> they looked at it. They were saying, "Oh, they're 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 actually going to be getting another another um, another thing." And I see a vast majority of our customer base dropping one of them, mm. and they just went ahead and just made the decision. We can't for win us. against summertime <laughs> rendering. We have to shut down all of Funimation's platforming. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. 
it is it is one of those things. It's fun to speculate when it comes down to it. I think that there's there's more to the story, and I would love to see. I wish. I think as they were bleeding money. I I do I do I honestly believe it as well. I it, I think that they 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 got themselves so. a dumpster fire and they didn't know what to do, and so they 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 chose to fix it this way. Yeah, I think they've always been bleeding money. And I think I, I do agree with you. I think there was a probably an element of Funimation trying to make themselves look bigger than they were just to get bought out. And that's usually I, I think the desperation of a company trying to show how good they are to get bought out is a sign that they're falling apart. And they're trying to essentially expand their mass out as much as possible to make themselves look big. And then you realize at some point they're very hollow and they fall apart. And that's that's definitely something that I can probably see was happening with Funimation, which is really unfortunate for sony but that's well them's the breaks investing like i think one of the one of the ham-fistedest um basic um desperate cash grabs was that um but again i think sony was probably more looking at the big titles again well yeah true and and, and i I don't i don't i don't blame you on that i i was getting ready to to point out the um that uh not patreon but the um that one movie or that one TV show that that you really that you ended up backing the um that was it was and we we said it this is not right that that a big company Escafloni Escafloni and they they had the license for it and they tossed it on uh um not Patreon but the um, Kickstarter yeah Kickstarter and 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 we said that that was a cheap move that they had done that and. It it makes sense if you think of it from it's a, good a sign they didn't have the money for it. They didn't have the money for it. <laughs> if you and, and we, if you we, don't have money to redub a show, yeah, <laughs> you're pretty bad off. And that's and that and, and it makes sense if we think of it from the from the perspective of rather than think of it like I said at the time we couldn't understand why a big or a quote unquote big company would do something like that. Maybe they weren't as big as we thought they were. Maybe they were like Andrew was saying; they were bleeding money everywhere, and it would make sense. Yeah, playing playing off of the FOMO of that. Well, and that that and that's just the big sign right there of when you when you talk about these different things that burn bridges with your your actual uh, clientele, your customers. Mm-hmm. That was one of those big ones. It was the idea of basically playing off of the customer's idea of FOMO or fear of missing out. To create this idea of, well, if not enough people want this, we need to gauge interest in this, so we're going to do this this way. It's not that we can't pay for it ourselves. We just don't – we don't know if you guys really want it that bad. By the way, all this stuff is exclusive. Oh, by the way, we charged you. Oh, by the way, it's no longer exclusive. Oh, by the way, you can buy it for cheaper on uh, right stuff day of release before you even get anybody else gets their product. That's how you burn bridges. That's how you. <laughs> that's how you have that idea that – People might like other companies a little more than you, and I think that's probably something that's weighed into it. But like I said, I think it was just them hemorrhaging money, which is, again, technically unfortunate, which does does technically lead to the idea that if this is the idea that they're cutting off the fat, that Funimation is literally losing them money, it makes you wonder where are they going in the future? How many people are going to be losing their jobs around the corner? I, I really don't see Funimation as a company lasting much longer. I, that brings up the big question. What's going to happen with dubs? Because we always thought of the idea, well, Crunchyroll will be the subs. Funimation will be the dubs. Well, now we know they're all in one branch now. Yeah. Do you think – here's my question for you and probably for the, all of our listeners. And you can probably – you guys can go onto our Discord once you guys listen to this episode. And you can go into the Anime Cast podcast area. Find where this is at and reply to it. 
Where do you guys think dubs are going? Do you think Funimation will be continuing to dub to put dubs on Crunchyroll? Yeah. Or do you think they were going to shut down their dubs? No, I... I, well, I Is there a point to keeping that company open when they can easily just have... Sony can easily go to any of the other dubbing companies and have them dub the shows? That is... I don't. I, I honestly, I'm, that I'm is, theorizing they're going to shut down their dubbing. I, I actually, really think they're going to shut down their dubbing. I actually think they will. I, I don't. Can't, see them I keeping. can't disagree with you. The only th- the, think about it. What is what is the only thing crucial about keeping their dubs open? It's only for d- the big the big three. It's only for the big shonens. Yeah. And again, you don't need to keep a whole company open just to dub. That one episode a week. Oh, you have no idea how much they're shutting that down. They are. I, I actually think and I'm, right. I'm not saying this in a malicious way because I know we had we have a lot of dub listeners. Yeah, and I feel extremely bad. But I just want you guys to prepare yourselves. I honestly, and this is again, this is just me and my thought process here. I don't think their dubs are going to continue. I think you'll probably see, Be- if, well, at the most, you'll probably see some dubs continuing on into the next season. There may be a sign that Sony is going to go, okay, well, we're going to take all this stuff off your plate. We're go- <laughs> it's like one of those things where Big Dad comes in the room, he sits down, and he's like, and everybody's like sweating. He's like, this isn't working out. Uh, I'm going to, you guys are just losing too much money. Um, so we're going to, you can't handle this. So we're, we're okay. We're okay. All the shows here. Let's. Let, we're gonna have Crunchyroll handle this. Don't worry about no. Just, 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 stop. Crunchyroll's gonna handle this. Okay. What do you have over here? Okay. The website and everything. Okay. Um, Crunchyroll's gonna handle that. Stop. Stop. Okay. What What do you do? The dubs. Um. So. You guys. You guys go. You guys go. Um. I'll call you later. Dub guy. Um. Let's see if we can make this happen. I'm gonna give you. I'll give you three, a few weeks and a few, a few, a few months. We'll, we'll do one more season, and if if enough people click on your version of it, we'll keep you around. That's my theory. I we'll keep I, the website open, so so people can access their digital stuff. But the dub thing, we'll keep you around for one more season, and if enough people click on that on Crunchyroll's site, we'll keep you around. I don't think it's going to happen. I think you are right. And this is this is one of those things that it just I because I I didn't even think about the concept of losing the Funimation dubs was not even an inkling in my mind until Andrew actually pointed it out. And I think he's right. Another one of those assets of why people go to Funimation over Crunchyroll. Yeah. Is the dub. What if Funimation is along there? What's the point? Exactly. and, and, and And I want everybody to actually. Just think about it from a business standpoint. And, and as harsh as it is, money talks, period. Okay? When it comes down to it, is there any financial benefit to having Funimation stay open for dubbing only? And remember what Andrew just said. Sony has assets worldwide they can have any of those assets dub themselves why does funimation have to stay open if their dubs are not financially viable now 
here's an interesting tidbit. I have been complaining for several years. Funimation is a gatekeeper and they are not listening to their customer base. Eventually, that customer goodwill will turn against them. If they do not have enough customer goodwill right now, and Sony is looking at them and saying, question, are your dubs making me money? Period. That's all you have to answer. And sadly, I think they're... There's a lot of rumors that there's not really much pay at Funimation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it could – I mean the cross to that is that they could be very efficient cost-wise and do what they're doing. But again, it goes back to the idea of is it better to just shut down the doors and pay another company to do it or is it financially you know, good? for the, And this also really brings into question what Sony's future is for their anime branch. The sign that it's going to Crunchyroll shows me that Sony Sony wants it to be its own thing remaining. This is this is actually a good sign in that regard. The fact that when I heard that they're going to Crunchyroll, that told me that they're not going to Sony Entertainment streaming app, along with all of our live action movies and stuff. It shows me they want an anime existence, and that tells me that their primary goal isn't the general population like Netflix where they want everything dubbed. If it went to a Sony brand entertainment app, that would make me believe that they want to make sure they dub as much stuff as possible. So just like Netflix, nobody's going to turn on a show and go, why are they talking in Chinese? Okay. The dub's there. So yeah, I, yeah, I think it's, I think the dub group's gone. Honestly. And and I do think that it, it, it is very telling if you stop and think about it, because the at least the last two, maybe three seasons, there was the hot show was on both platforms. Mm-hmm. And so everybody would naturally click on their preferred version if you stop and think about it. So what were we telling Sony with every click? We were saying we prefer this app over that app. And I think that that's, that's what I was talking about earlier. Tech side, I, I would try over and over again with the, my Funimation app. And over and over again, I would be furious and I would turn on my iPad and I would force a stream from my iPad to my, <laughs> my Roku just to get that Funimation episode up there. And so what, would I, what will I do now? I will automatically go to the Crunchyroll app. I will watch all of my shows, and then I'll go over to my Funimation side. If there's a show that I've already watched, I'm skipping right over it and going to the next show, whichever the one it, that is Funimation exclusive. And that's just that. That's the sad thing that currently comes up right now. Is obviously the big thing that a lot of people are chiming in about with this whole situation is is the difference in their and each person's experience with this whole situation, like. My experience is different than Chris's experience. It's different from pretty much everybody on Discord. Is this idea of, like, for me personally, I hate the fact that Crunchyroll's browser is has issues. I, ha- I have gone through, like, three browsers that all have the same issue with the play button being in the, the square where the play button usually goes in the player for a browser. 
is always like one frame behind. And I've went through Chrome, I've went through Edge, and now I'm on Firefox. And thankfully that one doesn't have the issue. And then when it comes to the apps, I've never really had any problems with Crunchyroll's apps on like Apple TV and, and on my on devices. I have a problem with how much it seems like their encoding is super bulky. So it seems like there's a lot of buffer issues, especially with like cellular. Uh, I've heard a lot of other people confirm that. It seems like Crunchyroll's encoding is not good. So it's really heavy. And that's why a lot of devices can't play Crunchyroll versus Funimation. Yeah, technically on their apps, it fires right up. But navigating their apps on Funimation sucks. <laughs> so, And then you have like the whole Q issue on the browser on Funimation is stupid. And half the time they're they're... Their thumbnails are broken. We've had what Slow Loop has been policing a pod's thumbnail for like two two weeks straight, <laughs> I, uh, and then you have like the when Wonder Egg Prior came out, they were they set the the episode length at twenty three minutes when it was supposed to be an hour long episode, so it didn't play the entire episode. Um, we of course have issues with Crunchyroll, and this is like my biggest concern right now. Biggest concern right now. There's obviously issues on Crunchyroll with server capacity, so the experience is always different for everybody. Uh, and so, yeah, the, the, the big concern that everybody have right now is, okay, this sucks because I have a lot of terrible experience with Crunchyroll's products. And the scary thing about that is because of the buyout, we warned this, this is what we were warning early on. The big problem with the buyout originally was lack of competition. And so now it's all going to be under one Crunchyroll. You guys better be keeping very vocal on a regular basis. Keep them in check because do not let Crunchyroll get lazy because that's what happens when they don't have competition. And right now, Crunchyroll's no longer going to have competition. It, don't call Netflix competition. Don't call Disney Plus competition. Don't even dare call High Dive competition. Crunchyroll's a big dog and they're standing alone. And if you want your apps to work, keep yelling and yell loud because they need to stay awake. But, yeah, that, that goes back to my biggest concern that I have with this whole situation is capacity. I really do hope Crunchyroll – and, again, this goes back to us not even really knowing their metrics. Funima them, them dropping Funimation, they, they know – Sony, Crunchyroll, Funimation, they know how many people are only on Funimation but not on Crunchyroll. They could probably just do a cross-reference with emails or IPs, which they can easily do, and – so they probably know, like, well, if we shut down Funimation, it's not going to be like, oh, gosh, now we have twice as many people hitting the servers. It's probably going to be at the most like a fraction. We're talking probably like 5% people weren't on Crunchyroll, and now they're going to be on Crunchyroll. But it still has me concerned with, again, the whole monopoly aspect is if they're going to keep up with service because like I seen with Rankin and Kings last week. Well, I see it again. I see it with every single big show. That drops on Funmate or on Crunchyroll. When you go to their site, it breaks. It's like immediately, like the moment that show drops, and it was like eleven twenty-five last week for Rankin and Kings. Boom! I'm getting logged out. I can't stay logged in, and I log in like eight times. Boom! They ban me from Cloudflare. Yeah, oof, woof. Please get your crap together, Crunchyroll. And again, don't lax, but. It's a lot of crazy stuff. I, I, I haven't even hit this outline for this whole news bit because we were just going on, and I love it. So it's perfectly fine. Um, but no, the rest of the information to give you guys, yes, Funimation is getting absorbed 
by Crunchyroll, basically. Well, so far, what they're saying is that they're moving all their stuff to Crunchyroll. And they're even saying specifically, starting spring, go to Crunchyroll. They're not going to get any new shows in spring. It's all going to be on Crunchyroll. Sub to Crunchyroll. Anybody that's currently on, what was it, anime, 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 what was it called? Uh... What was that the service that I don't know what the name of it is? Wakanami? Wakanami. Wakanam. Wakanam. Yeah, it's Wakanami. Waka it's, 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 Nims. I think it's... Waka Nim. Uh, I think it's uh, Australia. It's Waka Nim. It's Waka Nim. <laughs> waka, Waka, Waka. Anyways, <laughs> anybody on those platforms are going to get an email saying, basically, welcome to the Crunchyroll. And if you ha- do not have a Crunchyroll account already, they give you 60 days free, which is great. I think that's cool. Um, again, because I think it's a good thing because we're, they're, they're not going to be an issue until spring. And you're going to need a Crunchyroll account at that point if you want to keep watching stuff. They haven't said specifically, but my assumption is that anywhere where they're, they have Funimation but they don't have Crunchyroll, I think they're just going to have a brand change. I don't see it being like, okay, suddenly I know where a Crunchyroll building pops up in this region and suddenly Funimation shuts down. I think they're just going to rebrand any region where Crunchyroll is not and Funimation is at. But anywhere where there's Crunchyroll... It's just really just them moving all their assets to Crunchyroll so it's available there. Again, I hope that means that other regions where Funimation was the only thing there, they still stay open and people can still access stuff. Um, It's not going to change, meaning that everything that's on Crunchyroll is going to be available to all regions. Um, I would probably still assume that anything that was not licensed in your region is not going to be licensed either. So that's unfortunate, but just want to keep that clear for people. The fact site on Funimation did describe a couple things that was including the aspect of your history queue, uh, digital copies are not going to be transferred over. They're working on something. Don't hold your breath. Please don't hold your breath. Um, I would expect that not to happen. Um, price changes. They didn't state anything. No information about pricing changes in the future. Currently, it just seems like everything's going to stay the same. I just want people to know, expect price changes. Uh, again, it goes back to, and this is the only, the, the, my whole theory on the idea that this was them cutting dead weight makes me believe that there's a possibility they'll keep the pricing the same. But if Funimation keeps going with their dubs, definitely expect prices to go up. I would assume that by the end of the year, what you'll see is like a dollar, maybe $2 bump up by them saying we've expanded our library like crazy. We're giving everybody dubs like they asked for it, and now we want $2 more every every year or every month. I would expect that. But again, if the whole idea of them cutting dead weight and if their dubs go away and Funimation disappears and you start hearing about layoffs, unfortunately, I would expect the price to hopefully hold. That's my hope. Um, but I would I expect would, it. I would lean towards um, cutting dead weight. Um, mostly because we already pretty much have dubs on Crunchyroll, and yeah, because they're Funimation dubs. Not all of them. Anything before the buyout, yes, was from other companies, but for the most part, it's all. I mean, yeah, there's like Sentai Filmworks stuff that's on there. If there was a movie or something they got a hold of that was done through another company, but for the most part, it's Funimation's. All right, unless you have examples. <laughs> I no, I just I've seen I've seen dubs and I I don't think all of those dubs are uh, yeah they're not all not all that's for sure. Uh, that's the other thing. I hope with this I, and, and that's why that's why the that's sad why thing was, is it's like the proof sign that they're not used to dubs. Please, Crunchyroll, <laughs> you need to figure out a situation with your dub thing real quick. 
making a new season out of your dubs is getting real tiresome. <laughs> and that's going to get only get worse when we're getting flooded with new stuff right now. I got got into a random side tangent. I, I had uh, I had said that um, my biggest beef with uh, Crunchyroll because Chris's notes for this podcast is the Discord chat. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I actually got a kick out of it because of the fact that you're bringing up that that point and is my Y'all biggest went crazy beef on there too. Outside of my general translation issues with um with, but that's just a translation issue that we've talked about to death. Um, my biggest beef with Crunchyroll, because I generally don't have a lot of problems with, uh, Crunchyroll, um, is exactly that. The, is the, the, the way that they handle their dubs is just God awful. You get, you get, (laughs) I, I go into a show and there's 25 seasons. There's not 25 seasons of this show. So I've got to go through the entire list and the way it shows on my screen Keep on them, people, or it will never, ever be fixed. <laughs> Monopoly. And the problem with my screen is the way that it it displays it. All it shows is the title of the show, and then yeah, it's not long enough to put that exactly German it, or something like that. Parentheses, <laughs> and then it's like, okay, well, I don't know, and so I have to actually go to that. And select it so that this the the screen will start uh, mark doing the marquee thing, and eventually it'll get around to Portuguese dub. Okay, that's not the season I want. Wait for the marquee. <laughs> Wait for the souls. And it, and it's always terrible when it's like Demon Slayer Kimitsu no Yaiba season one district arc episode one. Parentheses. Jerk. No, darn it, <laughs> darn it. I'm almost there. And see, and, the, and no, see, it's the worst. Is like when you finish watching an episode, and all of a sudden, it's like it just jumps forward to the next to the episode, next, which, is which is episode in the, one in the Portuguese, of the, dub. In the Portuguese dub. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what the crap? Yeah, because it, it, it's funny because uh, uh, Iroh is pointing out that it, that it, it it's just, it's not that big of a big of a problem for him, and I'm like. No, it's not necessarily that it's a big problem. It's a big annoyance is really what it is. Is because technically, if if I get if I get lucky, it'll go right to the next episode. But every once in a while, it it, it might get stuck in. I think Mugen Train did the same thing oh, where it they, kept yeah, going they, to Mugen they, Train. Yeah, they had the they had the movie like being like season 20, 33 or something like that. <laughs> So every time you finish an episode of that show, it was like, suddenly you want to watch the movie, right? No, I'm in the entertainment district arc, which is after the movie. <laughs> and it's so funny. If you look in the comments of that of that movie, it's like everybody's like, oh, I guess I want to rewatch the movie now. <laughs> oh, yeah. My weekly, I want to rewatch the movie. Yeah, I feel you guys. It's not great. And so, yeah, that, that leads me to the whole idea that Crunchyroll, with now a large plethora of dubs now, needs to just make a setting on the player that says, play the dub. What? And they also need to make a setting in the settings of your account. I listen to English. I read English. You don't need to show me every language in the world. Yeah, and, and that's, if I want to learn one of those languages, I'll do that elsewhere. <laughs> and that and that's exactly what I was saying. It should be as simple. I mean, all the crap that I'm giving Funimation, one thing that they have 
absolutely um, in spades is their app is set up perfectly for dubs. I go up there and it's I say, almost like I it want was originally the... made for that. Yeah, exactly. Our crunchy rolls was not <laughs> not, and 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 that's and that that was my thing. I'm giving them credit for what they do right because that's what they do. That's their job is to do dubs. So they have a setting for I want English language. I want English t- subtitles, or I don't want subtitles. It's a, it's a simple thing. So give. Crunchyroll a little bit of leeway. Eventually, maybe they'll fix that problem as they start getting more and more dubs. They're eventually going to get crap for having 25 seasons and we'll deal with it for those few seasons while we deal with the 25 seasons and eventually our complaints will eventually get to them and they will fix that problem. But How the hell are they going to handle Dragon Ball moving over from Funimation to Crunchyroll <laughs> and all the different languages they have and all the seasons and episodes that they have and all the movies and OVAs they have with every language they have? Man, that new page is going to be full of Dragon Ball for a while. I don't even know how much, and we're not even counting, and we're not even counting Dragon Ball Super, Dragon Ball uh, GT, GT, and (laughs) original Z, GT, Super, five hundred twenty-five different movies. Yeah, yeah, literally like ten movies. Um, Yeah, roof. Have fun with that one, Crunchyroll. And that's one of those things is like there. There's a small hope. That it's going to come one of the because it's obviously one of those things where they they were like okay we're going to start bringing dubs over from Funimation this is like probably what three years ago or something like that okay cool um we'll just make new categories under the, we'll just make it a new season why don't you just set a setting or something like that they can change over to it yeah we're not we didn't design, it, it literally is probably because Crunchyroll didn't build their database and their yeah. player to for that in mind they built it with in mind subtitles on off. Play yeah. video, subtitle, time it on off. And so when that brought up, it's like, eh, uh, we didn't design it for that, so we'll just make a new season. And now that we're they're at the point they're at now, it's like crap. It's kind of break a lot of things if we try to fix it now. And it's it's kind of sad when they went through this whole quote unquote beta thing that has been going on for the last five years, that was not addressed. They just made it look quote unquote pretty to them. Which I think it's absolutely broken and um, reductive. I mean, I if I can't even see if I can get more information on the non-beta page than I can the beta page, there's something wrong. I can't even see like what there like with the non-beta page. Whenever you went to a, a show on the side, it would tell you information like what time and day it airs. That's not even on the beta page. It's like why is there information that's not even available on the beta page? It's like I. We're regressing. But anyways, that's besides the point. That's besides the point. Yeah. And it, we, the, the last point we already covered, um, oddly enough. But yeah, that's that's pretty much all of it. It's pretty much all of it. So expect, again, spring, only Crunchyroll. Uh, but in high dive, because your boy, uh, Kyung Ming, or is it Kong, Kong Ming? Your boy, the PA work show, is going to be on high dive. So, so two, at least two, and then again, you technically have Disney Plus. I, 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 there's, there's, we do have a couple people that are offering the Disney Plus login, so that we don't have to worry about getting a, a sub with them. 
<laughs> I'm not looking forward to it. Maybe just borrow it for a week and watch all the sh- the the episodes. Uh, but I don't know. I have a I have a I have a deep. I just don't want to touch Disney. Like like through and through, I just don't want to touch Disney. That's this. That's just my problem. My own problem. You don't have to have the same problem as me. So yeah, we have other news. Um. We just cut off right here and just make this the, the Pretty much. Funimation episode. We, I don't see why we uh, can't. Anyways, we could we have a couple more things though. Uh but yeah. Other news. Overlap has announced that Black Summoner Isekai Light Novel is getting an anime adaptation that's gonna premiere in twenty twenty two. So that's exciting. Uh the studio that's gonna be working on it is Satellite. And uh Miwa Oshima of Aochan can't study uh, and next life as a villainess is going to be doing the character design. So I thought that was interesting because I think I, I seem to, I, I, I mean, I really enjoy the main character, but definitely with like, uh, next life as a villainess, I really did enjoy a lot of the character designs there. So that's a huge plus to me, but, um, yeah, looking forward to that. I think that's another one of those, is that a revenge Sekai one? If I remember correctly. Yeah, I think it, no, he was, he was like a bloodthirsty dude. That's right. Uh, waking up in a strange new place with no memory of his past life. Uh, Kelvin. <laughs> Kelvin. It's like the most random name. Uh, learns that he's uh, bartered, uh, that learns that he's barred away his very memories in exchange for powerful new abilities during his recent trans, trans migration. No, uh, you were right about bartered. What? He bartered the, away his memories. I don't know why he would barter away his memories, but I guess it, there was something valuable that he was... Or that they were willing to trade for. Yeah. Uh, heading out into his new world as a summoner, with his first follower being the very goddess who brought him over. That sounds very much like Konosuba right there. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be one of those things where he forgot. But yeah, at some point during the whole trans uh, trans uh, transaction, he got he got the goddess with him. Uh, Kelvin begins his new life as an adventurer, and it's not long before he discovers his hidden disposition as a battle junkie. From a black knight of the ancient castle of evil spirits to the demon within the hidden cave of Sage, or Sage, I don't know how they want to pronounce that, uh, Sage. Uh, he reveals that, uh, he, he, he revels in the fight against one formidable foe after another, uh, join this OP adventurer as, in an exhilarating epic saga um, as he and his allies carve their way into the annals of history. So, yeah, guy gives up his memories. Somehow manages to uh, snag the goddess that brought him over, and he's a little bit bloodthirsty apparently. So <laughs> we'll see. Is he is he voiced by Kirito? Probably. Is <laughs> no, I don't think that's I don't think that's Kirito's voice. I wouldn't doubt though. I I, I need to memorize Kirito's say his name at some point. I, I always forget what it is. Um. Th- yeah, he looks cute. Um. What is he playing? <laughs> <laughs> My amulet really wants me to know how pretty he is. Um, I don't want to see his pictures. Oh, he was Shido from Fate. I'm trying to think of that voice. I, I've I've seen a few. Uh, Obviously, a few Yuri, Yuri on Ice. I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure I have it, but it's it's one of those that it's not Kirito. I can tell you that just based on the Hina or the yeah, not enough Isekai characters in this list. So obviously, it's not Kirito. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that was Soul Eater, though. Wow. Yeah, Soul Eater, main character. Soul Eater, Soul Eater from Soul Eater. Well, uh, for those um, that don't know, Haikyuu and the 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 character that he is in Haikyuu and that and Soul Eater 
main character are not. It did, to me, they don't sound the well, same at all. Yeah, that was kind of a a span difference there. He was a the main character in Nisekoi. So yeah, he's 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 an all right kind of side. He's got a couple big roles at least, so. Yeah, he's not he's not a a, a slouch character. He's 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 somebody that is Oh, there you prominent. go. Uh Shigaraki from My Hero Academia is probably the one that everybody's going to know the most. Oh, Tomura, the the main villain guy, obviously, with the with the hands on his face. <laughs> That's probably the one that most people are going to know him by. But anyways, interesting. Interesting. So we'll see how that turns out. So he can pull off the, the crazy character when he wants to. Yes. Yes. Hopefully. That makes sense. So moving on, we have uh, Studio Mappa. This is what I was kind of joking about earlier. Studio Mappa has announced they are establishing a new CGI studio in Osaka. Uh, this uh, studio is focused on 3D CGI, of course. Background art, photography, uh, finishing, editing, and design. So, yeah. The company established a studio in Osaka so that its creators and students who live in the Kansai region would, uh, who do not wish to leave uh, their hometowns can still work in the anime industry. How nice. They're doing people favors. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, this is... um. I don't know. If you're going to use CGI, I guess you use your own studios. Uh, not, I'm not I'm indifferent about this news, so we'll see. Hopefully it doesn't mean they get more CGI, but hopefully it just means... Because, I mean, that's the whole thing with... Um, I, I kind of mentioned this recently with un, uh, football. And the idea that since they put so much effort into actually creating Unlimited Blade Works as beautiful as it did, and, well, essentially Fate Zero before that... With how much budget they put into it, they kind of create their own systems for it. So it's not as if Map- MAPPA can't do the same thing. If MAPPA can get to that point where they get so used to CGI and not have to rely on, you know, some terrible uses of it, they can eventually get to that point where they're able to blend the two of them together better. If the, the studio themselves are able to understand the CGI better, they can improve how it meshes with their own style. And eventually you can get to that point where you no longer have, yes... Colossal Titans that look like toys running around inside of a toy house. <laughs> but we'll see. Your thoughts? Eh, not really. Different um, too. I'm indifferent to it. I, I'm, I'm fine. I, I think we've point we pointed out like five years ago. This is going to happen. They're going to yeah. get to the point where they all feel like it's a necessary evil. Then eventually it's something that they are accepting, and then eventually it will become the commonplace, and hand-drawn will become the um, the oddity. And mm, we will be pining. Of Chris. We will get to the point where we will be pining for hand-drawn animation. You know, and there was a point in which they were first getting into digi-painting, and we were, yeah. we, were, we were going, well, this is a new thing they're doing, and... It was kind of rough around the edges, especially if you look at that early stuff. It just didn't translate uh, translate to HD very well. But it was probably at a time that they were like, well, this is new technology. How does it work? Oh, you just paint on the screen right here. It's really cool, but I just can't really figure it out. Let's stick to hand drawing. And then eventually got to the point where, yeah, when they announced their hand drawing stuff, it's like, what? <laughs> what? This anime is hand drawn? What? Well, that's Hand painted? What? <laughs> Well, that's why I, I I loved the the Kaguya movie. I it, I really really I mean, and that or I think some uh, uh, Miyazaki stuff is is the same way. Where it's you 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 just love watching it because it is just there's so much hand 
involvement well, in there. That's like I'm watching. I was um, watching Captain Tyler, and it's like, holy crap! Just yeah, you forget how this old yeah. stuff just was frame by frame by frame. Well, and, and, and again, you, they still you can see draw. The... They still draw frame by frame. Just they don't paint it, hand paint every single one of them. And, and one of the things that you do see when you watch some of that old stuff is you see artifacts, and you know yeah. that that is real it's a, yeah <laughs> it's blood there's blood there's, blood. there's like, a blood splatter on that screen you're watching like all the evangelion film and suddenly one of the frames <laughs> did, you, did you hear about that like it was like episode uh was it episode never heard of that 20, no episode 20 there was like a frame at like the later part of the i'm just joking by the way i was gonna say I'm like, <laughs> I wouldn't seriously I, wouldn't I thought you were it. trolling but i mean i i thought it was some kind of the a metaphorical a joke director. but <laughs> the blood of a dead director anyways um <laughs> next one the official website uh for the anime adaptation of classroom of the elite has announced the anime will be getting a sequel uh, this was so exciting that the illustrator themselves uh, for the Light Novel series made a nice little key art you can find online. Uh, I have it in my video if you find the video that I have for this particular news. Um, but yeah, they said that more information on the sequel will be announced at Katakawa's, on Katakawa's YouTube channel on March 6th. So kind of last show I'd expect to get a sequel, but at the same time, I did hear a lot of people complain about the fact that they didn't get, I guess, far enough into the Light Novel to get into the juicy stuff, but... Yeah, that's. Are you excited? I I was I was very mixed on it. I think I had my problems with the main character, if I remember correctly. But I remember it did seem like you, they were finally getting into something with the main character at the very end of it. It seemed like I was telling you that there was something in there that that you would probably enjoy in the second season. But I, it's been so long that I remember I liked the girls. That's about all I remember. <laughs> did you watch the light novel? No, or I didn't. Read, no, I didn't do the. the how would you know novel. what's in the second season? Wasn't there two seasons of that? No, they've only been. This, they which just one, announced. Which the one season. is it? Classroom of the Elite is like the one with like all the really, the really. Was it was it like the the lowest of the elite classes? No, if, and, that, if it was that um, one, then you they went you to like a they went I to didn't. like a remote island or something like that, and you didn't finish that one. That's what I was getting ready to say. If it's the really? if it's the one that that I think you're talking about. It's either the one with the the harem of the girls that he was tutoring, or it's the one where no, they were. We, that we, um, we never learn. Yeah, uh, the, like this I said, one was went, the one they, where they had they got the, shipped off to an island. I think, if I remember correctly. I remember the island. So did I? Maybe I did watch that. Yeah, and then they started like grouping up in groups, and yeah, it started getting a little bit. Uh, I, I wouldn't doubt that you stopped watching it because it got a little bit. Uh, Ari, uh, the, the hard R ish with with certain characters, it felt like I don't know if I remember correctly. I'm probably remembering wrong, but yeah, there, there was like little groups that were they were kind of building just to survive on the island. Anyways, and yeah, I seem to remember there was something weird about the main character and how he was like some special agent. I don't know what it was. I forget. I have to, I'm gonna have to rewatch the first season before yeah, it comes right? out. <laughs> Yeah, both of those excited. shows that we just talked about were like five five years ago. So. That was yeah, I think that was like 2016, if I remember correctly. It was that was quite a while back. But yeah, we'll see, we'll see. Science Sodoro has announced on Twitter they are working on a new anime project titled Yurie Yurie Deco. Uh, the director, interestingly enough, is going to be Tomohisa 
Shimoyama, which does technically answer my question on if Naoko Yamada is now exclusive to Science Saro. Now, she could be working on something else for Science Saro, but this kind of indicates the idea that she's not just like everything is going to come out of Science Saro is going to be her now, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be very curious what she's doing going forward. I think she did a, a Kit Kat commercial, so she's doing something. <laughs> I don't know if the Kit Kat commercial was done by by uh, Science Saro or not. I, had, I need to look into that. Um, but yeah, the comment on the tweet announcing this new original is uh, says, we're bringing you an exciting decorative world overflowing with love. Aye. Anyways, uh, yeah. The video does show at some point an 11-11. I'm not sure what that means. I doubt it means that something's coming in November. Shoot, no. <laughs> but uh, we'll see. We'll see. Desine. Des. Des. No. Des. I. Desine. Des. No, the other guy. Des. des. Fairy tale guy. Desine. 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 Uh, I spoil you. Anyways, the official website for Bochi the Rock has uh, posted images and information on more characters, so we know we know about more than just Bochi Des. Uh, this includes uh, Rui Yamada, a cool and independent student who plays. I said bass on my video, and I got made fun of bass. So it's spelled the same way. Blame the English language. I get nervous on the camera. Anyways. <laughs> Uh, this is being voiced by Saku Mizuno, who has done Rena from Selection Project, so the long-haired, uh, cranky girl. See how that turns out. Uh, we also know about uh, Nijika Ijichi, uh, an internet energetic and cheerful drummer, and she's also the manager of the music venue Starry. Uh, this is probably going to be my favorite character besides Bochi. Uh, but anyway, she's because <laughs> Twin Tail, Twin Tail Blonde, and she's voiced by Sayumi Suzushiro, who is Kei Shirogane from Kaguya-sama Love is War, just, and Kurenai from 86. Giving you a hint, she looks a little too smiley to be a Sundere. So, oh, she's not going to be Sundere. Just putting that one off to the side right now. You got your su- Twin Tails, and you got your Blonde. You do not have your Sundere. Yeah, Sh- uh, Shirogane from Kaguya-sama. There you go. So, I'm sure I'm going to enjoy her. And yes, we already knew about Hitori Bochichan Goto, who is voiced by Yoshino Aoyama, who's pretty much only done just like Yoshino from Wake Up Girls, so she's fairly new. But yeah, still super excited for that series. I think it's going to be fantastic. Again, this is one of Cloverworks' works, which I think people are in, in suggesting this might be the team that is currently doing, I believe, Dress Up Darling in, in Cloverworks, so definitely good, definitely good team. <laughs> Don't give don't give us the 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 Tokyo twenty fourth Ward team. They apparently don't do very well. They do good job. Just I don't think they really schedule well enough. But we'll see. Uh, let's see here. Anaplex has posted a teaser on its YouTube channel announcing that Near Automata, the video game, is getting an anime project. So that's happening. <laughs> I I think this is one of those cases where I'm like I, I I might just let this kind of set, and then wait to hear from like I mean we have I obviously have a few huge uh, near fans including like Adrian on our Discord and maybe wait till they tell me like what they think it's doing because obviously with the near games it's a very multi branching story and you have to play it like multiple times to get the full story so it's like I don't know how you can do that with like with my limited knowledge of the series how they can do that with just one story 
like one one adaptation but i don't know i was i was actually uh hoping that this could save me from not having to worry about whether or not i've played the game i could just go and watch the the show <laughs> oh, i'm gonna get in <laughs> so much <laughs> trouble for saying that though. multi-branching stories just don't work out in anime this is and, true. It, and in a lot of cases that there's there's they'll either like choose like one route and just adapt that and just say this is for the fans so we don't really expect you to really understand it but the fans just i i, I think like persona 5 did that to an extent i mean then you have cases like rewrite where they just kind of just do their own thing. Uh, I don't know. We'll we'll see. Ah, uh, here was the other one that was like, like this last week of anime was fantastic. Again, Spice and Wolf, and yeah, like just before then we learned about Tokyo Mew Mew anime getting a trailer, which I'm really happy about this because. This whole situation with Tokyo Mew Mew is like one of those situations where when I heard about it getting a new anime adaptation, I was like. Okay, yeah, sure, I'll believe it when I see it. And then, like, yeah, it's happening. We're it's coming out this time, and I'm like, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> and then finally, now they have like an actual trailer, and they're like, it's coming in July. I'm like, let me see. <laughs> now I'm like, okay, sweet, <laughs> it's coming. It's finally coming. I'm pumped because yeah, for those that don't know, Andrew's like Tokyo Mew Mew was my jam. It was it was like. Yes, Carcaptor Sakura technically is my favorite uh, magical girl of all time. Um, it's like in the vein of like 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 Sailor Moon wasn't my thing. I enjoyed it, but it wasn't really my thing. Tokyo Mimi was my thing. Carcaptor Sakura was my thing, and I think like Tokyo Mimi was like in a, in a yes, obviously cat girl uh, and animal girls uh, is their transformation as different animals. But it was like one of those things where it, I, th- I think technically with Mimi it, it almost felt like it was more romantic as well. It, it was more of a focus was a romance, but I could be misremembering, but I really enjoyed it. It was, it was, it was one of my, it was my jam at the time. And I'm really looking forward to seeing it again, reanimated and hopefully, hopefully yes, kind of similar to Sailor Moon and all those other types of readaptations and stuff is give a little bit of a facelift to the story. Obviously we don't want like a very episodic old feel to it. Hopefully we can see like a little bit of improvement into the pacing and stuff like that with it. So. Yeah, well, technically, I got my Sailor Moon crystal, so I guess you can have your Tokyo Mew Mew. <laughs> I get my Tokyo Mew Mew. No, it, and I got, it is, I got my I got my Car Captor Sakura clear card that didn't really work out too well. I, it is it is one of those that um, I, I I like I loved uh, Tokyo Mew Mew back in the day, so it, it is nice to to get it uh, here again so that we can watch it. But yeah, 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 yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, let's see here. Uh, the final fa- the final chapter of Fire Force has been released, and it kind of created a little confusion because, yeah, the editor's note at the end said, look forward to Atsushi Okubo's next work, which is a little bit contrary to what we kind of got from Okubo themselves, saying that they were working on finishing the Fire Force manga, like, like I think it was like two years ago. And he kind of said at that time that was going to be his last manga. So <laughs> the editors know it's a little bit contrary to what Okubo said. Uh, this news kind of came out a little while back, I think about a week ago. And I don't think I've heard anybody kind of state if anybody's asking Okubo, like, hey, dude, is the editor wrote the note right? Are you working on something else? But we'll, ha- we'll have to wait to see there. But they also stated in that same chapter that to look forward to an announcement soon on the franchise. So with the manga ending, that can only mean either a live action or a light novel adaptation or yes, probably another season. 
which means Andrew needs to finish the second season <laughs> at this point because I'm behind. I never finished the second. Did you finish the second season? Of um, Fire Force. No. Yeah, well, maybe I did. They were getting into some kind of weird pyramid thing. And, uh, yeah, the, it was getting really They got really, the numbers really off the weird. wall. Yeah. And they all were laughing, and then they left. Yeah. <laughs> it was really, really weird. <laughs> laughing, yes. I, I knew it was getting into something. It was getting into something interesting, and I, I think it got to that point where they were, like, invading the um, the churches and stuff, and I was like, uh. Yeah, there was that. Something about that, like, just started losing me. I don't and remember. They, and and I think they, it was, like, one of those mid-season things, too, because often case with two core shows, we get to that mid-season point, and... The new season kicks up, and I just I end up dropping at that point. So it's kind of like um, right now with it wasn't a, it wasn't an intentional drop. It was it was one of those that we just kind of let it, it just kind of slipped through the cracks type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Troika and DMM have announced there on Twitter they're going to be working on a project called Shinobi no Itoki. So. Looking forward to that one. It looks like it's kind of set in like an urban setting with a ninja. So maybe an urban ninja or modern time ninja. Uh, they also announced that they, they released a teaser poster is on the website as well. Uh, it's set for 2022. And, of course, it's going to be an original. Uh, for those that don't know, Troika previously worked on Recreators, Bloom Into You, and Recreators. So I, I said Recreators twice. I'll know zero. So <laughs> there's another one. Uh, but I'm looking forward to that one. I, I've always enjoyed Troika, so I enjoy originals. So definitely looking forward to more stuff in the future from them. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's all the news for the episode. Um, let's get into some questions from our community members. We have a little bit of time, so might as well kind of shove something in here. But yeah, first one we have is Jack TWD fourth sent in a question through our contact us link, which is still on Ataku Spirit. As as much as everything else has pretty much been shut down on Takaspirit.com, the contact us uh, contact us button as well as all of our other links on the site now we're working. It looks a little fancier too. It even has a big picture of Mashoko Tensei if you like that show. But anyways, Jack TWD fourth said, uh, "Hello, gentlemen. Going off your previous conversation about Rudius." I just said that we weren't going to talk about that no more. Uh, from the show, we shall not name. <laughs> it's like we're not allowed to talk about it no more. Everybody gets mad when you talk about it anymore. Uh, are, are more isekai reincarnated protagonists uh, have to be more bland to be acceptable? Uh, did I read that wrong? Going off your previous conversations about Rudius from the show, we shall not name. Are more isekai reincarnated protagonists have to be more bland to be acceptable? I, I guess what you're getting at there is the idea of it being like a a blank slate so that it's more easy to kind of to like insert yourself. Like it, we always kind of point out as being like a self-insert character. Somebody that's just so – most of the time it seems like it's got to be relatable. But in, yeah, in some cases they don't have much going for them. So you just kind of insert yourself into the picture for their harem. Which I can kind of see. I find those types have already been done, and their stories don't seem to hit the mark for me. I'm comparing. I'm comparing the Nameless Show to something like Faraway Paladin or Spirit Chronicles. The later are so so, but didn't exactly have me wanting more seasons. What do you think? I I'll I'll correct you a little bit there. Like in cases like Faraway Paladin and stuff, um, Spirit Chronicles, eh, it's a little different story, but. I think where you're seeing a difference there is more in the idea, and this is exactly what the problem with Mushoko Tensei is for a lot of people. 
Rudius is extremely memorable, and he seems like he has a lot going in his character because he's so super flawed, and there's so much for us to pick at. I, I think there's an there's an, there's something to be said about a character having so many issues; they seem like they have a lot going from them. Which I where I think that a lot of writing is trying to create a character that doesn't have anything in it that will make them offensive to the reader. I think they I think the writer was going for something different with Rudius. He was going for this is a person at his lowest and his lowest, and he's kind of a person you don't like. And eventually, hopefully, he'll get to a point where it seems like he fixes that and it makes it more impactful. Is it? Whereas all the other characters, let's just make a bland as a character as possible. That way he doesn't do anything that makes somebody go, whoa, I hate this main character. So close the book. Is it possible? And, and this, is, this is purely just a throw out there question. Is it possible to make a character too relatable? It's different for each person, really, technically. But I think that's and the it, idea I'm not of making it very generic is that it's more relatable to more people. No, no, I'm, I'm going the opposite direction. I, Ru, Rudius is not – and I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that you can see yourself in Rudius because I know that it, the way that, that I'm going to word this, it's going to sound like that's what I'm saying. One of the things of a well-written character is that you want them to be relatable – and at the same because, – mostly because you want to be able to understand the thought process of that character. Now, one of the problems that, that Rudius has is that his decision-making makes people cringe in a lot of ways. And so in a lot of ways and, – and, and what I – what I do love about Rudius is that he's so well-written. And the, the way that the – what Jack's question is bringing to my mind automatically is I wonder if Rudius was in, a lo- in, in some ways too relatable, too much, too well-written that you understand his, his, his thinking in a lot of cases – and that in in some ways that that repulses us because we go wait i i can actually see why he thinks the way he does and so you kind of do Are this you talking of, about projection chris no i'm definitely not <laughs> saying that that's, it, a, that's it is, the thing i always laugh about whenever it's something like that it's like when somebody points out and goes, "Oh my gosh, it's 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 that's crazy that that it's making that out to be like it's a good thing," and it's like, "Oh, that was good to you." <laughs> I think you're the problem, and that that was the whole thing. It's like, well, what do you mean by it was portrayed this way? Well, it was obviously it was made to to pervert it or make it a good thing. I'm like, no, I was. I was kind of revolted by that. Why are you saying it that way? Why? And that was, again, that was the same thing that I had the problem with Erased in that whole bath scene. It was like I was in tears. And then I got on Twitter and I was about to tell everybody how, oh, my gosh, this episode was fantastic. And I'm literally seeing people, oh, my gosh, they just put that girl on the screen with nothing on. Oh, my gosh, it's trying to show this in a, a perverted way. And I'm going, wait, so that in a sense, aroused you? That, that's a you problem. If you found that, like, 
Like, again, I, I go back to my whole statement with, like, showman sample and that whole situation with the clothes-off thing, and, I, and it didn't bother me because I've dealt with children. And I don't see children that way because I've babysit and helped raise children that were not my own, let's be honest, but I helped them. <laughs> I've babysit a lot in the past. We used to have this one family that we helped with their children a lot. And so I guess it's just because I've dealt with that. I don't see it that way. So when the scene like that comes up, I'm going, that wasn't what I got out of that scene. And yes, I can see that being this whole aspect of the whole writer's intent thing. But when somebody sees something completely different than how I see it, I usually go, well, I guess the question is, why do you see it that way? And again, I'm not saying that if you're offended by Rudis's actions, that you either have to accept it or that you are that you are just trying to project. I'm just saying... There's a few sides of the coin. Again, if you don't want to watch the show, don't watch the show. If you don't like Rudius and you really hate him because of how he acts, that's not me saying that you like that stuff. I'm just saying, <laughs> for some people, they're probably trying to guard for their own thought processes. So, sorry, side tangent. What are we talking about? I don't what remember. We talking about? What are we talking about? Something about uh, that that gave got me off on some ra- random tangent about being too relatable. So, but I, I, I agree with that idea. Is I, I think that, and again, this goes back to what you're saying. There is is the aspect of how flawed Rudius is. I think is a good thing because there is an element to if you watch certain shows, say like say Tanjiro. Let's let's take Tendro for example from from Demon Slayer. Tendro is very hard to relate to, honestly. Yeah. The only thing that I relate to him with is his love for his family. I can mm-hmm. get that. The fact that he wants to help Nezuko so badly, and this and this goes back to the whole idea of you know it's all about you know obviously Siscon thing here. No, he loves his family. He lost his family. The only one he has left is his sister. I'm blown so, away that we haven't had an entire group that tried to trash uh, Demon Slayer because Siscon. I'm I'm surprised we haven't had that yet. <laughs> it's probably out there, but uh, there is an element to that. But Tandro himself, outside of his love for his sister and the desire for him to help his sister, I don't really relate, relate to him at all. He's too pure. He's too perfect. He has no flaws. He never gets really. Yeah, you could. Recently, he got a little angry, but for the most part, he doesn't really get angry. He doesn't have these little things that make me see him as a human, other than whenever he is about his sister. I go, "Oh yeah, that's right. I get this guy. I I understand how I understand what he's thinking." And I and I think when you get with characters like Rudius, where yes, you don't agree with everything he does, you do see that this dude has a lot of little breaks in his body and breaks in his mind. That make you go, yeah, I can kind of see somebody being a little messed up because of what he went through. I can see somebody not wanting to leave his yard because of what he went through in the past. Somebody who's been stuck in his room for 20 plus years. I can see that. I can see this guy being a little screwed up in the head. And I think there's a little understanding there. Whereas when you get into a character like an example that you gave, like uh, I'll even bring in Fireway Paladin. I enjoy that show, by the way. Really enjoy that show. Faraway Paladin main character don't really understand him. Sure. He's his character technically is the weakest part of that show. 
Um, he's getting there. His character is developing. I really do like the idea of the Man of Cloth. It's a new take on the Sekai aspect. He's going out there serving his goddess. That I like about him. But him as himself, we don't really know anything about him. He hints every now and then about his past self, but I think they indicated that he doesn't really know much. He's got like a... I think he indicated there was like a fog or something. He doesn't really know... It, it, we like two brief shots of what his past life was. So I don't know... If he's flawed, I don't know much about him, so I can't relate to him so far. I just see him. I just see a man of cloth going to Spirit Chronicles. I'm on a bus. Bus veers down the road, gets hit by a train. I don't know anything about this guy. I get. I have. I have more understanding about the self of him in the other world than I do about him and his past life, because this person's body that he took over, again, is flawed. This is a mad guy that wants to get revenge for his mom. And funny enough, I didn't really care much about him. Didn't really get him much until I seen that anger. The moment that it showed his visceral desire for revenge, I didn't really get him. I didn't really relate to him at all. I mean, granted, I don't really have a visceral bloodthirsty hatred you, you, you and want for revenge. Somebody? Come on, Andrew. Um, Chill. I've, been, I've been close <laughs> at times uh, with family and stuff, but I mean, it, it's it's an element that you see that somebody has issues that makes you correlate it with the fact that you have issues. If you don't, if you listening to this don't have issues, then I mean, good on you. You're, you're doing well. And congrats, but most people have issues, and I think when you can see that somebody else has issues, even if they're not same, you you understand them more. And having yes, what's the term? Milk toasts? Having a blink, having a Burke's character, if it's female, <laughs> it, it, there's not much to grab onto. Um, but again, not to say it's a bad character. Again, Tendro is a good character. I like him. It's too pure. I want to protect him. I want to prevent Tendro from having that that corruption in his mind because he's so pure. That's the whole idea of want to protect, smile. Uh, that's like the, our cute girls doing cute things. We love them. We can't relate to them, but we love them. We want to protect them from becoming corrupt like us because then they won't be cute girls doing cute things. They'll be cute girls crying like Renge did and not on Biori. We don't want Renge crying. But um, did we even answer that question? I think we did. Pretty sure. We I did. think that I think the bland aspect is that fear of creating a character that's too different than the reader. Again, I, th- I think that goes back to my original comment on this question: is there is a lot of writers that like to create self-insert characters. They like to create a character that doesn't really have much going for them, so that the, that the reader finds themselves embedded in the story. So when a story plays out, protagonist gets isekai in another world, he gets hit by a truck. When you're reading that, you're going, yo, man, I'm just imagining being hit by a truck. Protagonist goes into this room. It's full of harem characters, all these cute girls, and they're all over this main character. Man, I'm reading this, and I feel like I'm there. And then, and then, and then suddenly I know where it quotes. And then the protagonist thought, man, I wish I could go have a steak instead of be with these girls. Suddenly the reader's going, I didn't think that. You get it? It's yep. that po- that's that moment you break from your relation to the main character, and suddenly you're reading about somebody else because they're no longer in the mindset that you are in, and they're suddenly doing something else. So I, my assumption is that they want to go for a character that's bland. 
a character that you can relate to so you can self-insert. And that's always the problem that we have with a lot of these stories. It's like this character had nothing going for them. And that, that, that's the whole mindset that people have right now with why is – I think I think uh, even Trash Taste uh, recently when they talked about Mushoku Tensei thought of the same thing. Why is it that this is the godfather of the modern isekai is Mushoku Tensei, but yet nobody took the most crucial part from that story, which was a screwed up main character that actually has a past to him. <laughs> That you can actually build a character off of. All the other ones, they took the truck, they got there, they don't care about where they came from, they have no problems, they're kind of they're kind of bland, they don't have any issues to work out, they're just focused on making harem and moving forward. But they got the truck in there. <laughs> they got the truck in there. <laughs> it, it it is interesting to st- and 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 this is kind of going in a way. Ga- capturing some of the things that Andrew is bringing in and, and, and going back to what I was pointing out. It's an interesting aspect to stop and think about the fact that when you, when you, when as a writer, somebody, and, and I'm not, I'm not a great writer. And just so, so I'm just trying to consider it from my, my perspective as doing writing. It's, it's one of those things that are interesting to consider a writer's dream is to get you to understand the character as much as possible. Some people have a knack for it. They can they can spin stories for days and days and days. And um, I, I can think of several different authors, and each one of them has their own style. Um, some will uh, sh- will 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 do from the 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 character's perspective they will they will spin the way that they they see the world and that's how they get you to relate to that character others will will like like we were talking about in a lot of cases in a lot of Jap- uh j novels you will see characters from their heads all the time they are constantly in their heads and i think that that's something because of that's how um, probably the Japanese see the world. They're probably since they don't talk, and, I, and I, I'm not saying that they don't talk. They don't talk a lot. They listen a lot, and I think that that puts them in their heads a lot more than we do. Where we're just we we vomit conversations, so we're constantly telling everybody about everything that we think. Um, not It'd be all very people hard to podcast if we were like that. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, it's like silence for five minutes. <laughs> Hi. But th- th- this is a this is a thing that is kind of more common in the Western is that we we tend to be a lot more boisterous. I mean, every culture points out the Western culture as being boisterous. Um, this is a pen. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, not getting into that. It, um, but anyway, my point being is that look, look it up. There, there's a video about <laughs> this is a pin, and it was in relation to the pandemic. So it's a really funny video. Um, at any rate, they they tend to be a lot more in their head. So it would make sense that when they write their characters, their characters would be a lot more in their head. So, and this. This leads to a lot of interesting things. 
they have a lot more ability to explore the character's mindset without actually affecting the world around them. Whereas our characters have a lot more shouting at the world to get it to change um, for a lack of a better way of putting it, because you almost have to have conversations to understand how each character is interacting with each other. Whereas a, a J novel will tend to be stuck in the head and trying to figure out what every other character is thinking. Does that make sense? Yeah. I I think it's just because I feel like the style of light novels are more centric on the idea of conversation and, and thought versus uh, descriptive and, and area and environment and yeah, conversation. So, yeah. And, and I just think that that's an interesting thing. And, and, and so that's why I find that it it's it's interesting in a lot of cases when you stop and think about most of these characters are nowhere near as well written as somebody as um Rudius is who obviously is very in his head and I think that that's probably a lot of it is is it possible that we have actually gotten a character that is way too detailed in his thought process. Yeah. But he has no filters in that head either. Yep. <laughs> but like I said, that's, that's kind of what I've gotten out from a lot of stuff. So um, I've, I joked about Higuhiro in the final episode at ad- adaptation. It's like, that was literally like two chapters, wasn't it? Just him in his head. <laughs> Anyways, that's all the time we have for now. As always, uh, definitely continue to give those questions to us and get in. Like I said before, we now have technically, we no longer have the forums to, have people post there, but we now technically have the Discord. So, again, you can go to TakuSpirit.com, a technically redesigned website that has links to the top for all of our social media accounts, as well as where you can donate uh, to the podcast and help support us. Uh, eventually, hopefully, we'll have merch on there. I'm waiting for the merch to come in, and I'm going to be able to... I guess I wanted to get some of the samples to make sure their print quality was good and everything before I get the link out so people can buy the merch and then find out like a week later, everybody's like, I just got the shirt and the quality is crap. I'm like, I don't want that. I don't want, I don't want people to get bad products. So, but yes, uh, very apt to our current, uh, whole episode. And I hope they stay working there because the joke will kind of, well, I guess it won't go away, but yes, I, I made a, a darn it. Robert's mug. We can officially so. blame the death of Funimation on Robert's. <laughs> we can now blame it. It's, it's more relevant now. Thank you, Chris. It's more relevant now. <laughs> I just need to put on the side for the death of Funimation. It's, 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 it literally says, damn it, Robert's. And then on the side, it'll say, for the death of Funimation. You didn't fix it. It was all on you. I'm putting <laughs> we had, all we the had blame so on you. We had so much hope. You were the chosen you one. Had, you literally had one job. <laughs> you literally had one job. We we need to we need to do that. We should we should put a a, a meme. To be of, fair, dang it, Roberts, uh, you were the chosen one, and it has to be Obi Wan Kenobi. You, 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 to be fair, <laughs> she she technically was brought in there after the whole debacle with Funimation, and she was supposed to fix it. It was already on fire. She just didn't have the quite. The, I guess the big enough fire hose to put it out, or she literally used a fire hose on the servers. But <laughs> yeah, additionally, we have all of some other stuff. I have some more kind of subtle style versions with this, like more of like a 
a monochromatic version of our um, Spirit Chan on there. Uh, additionally, like I said, full color Spirit Chan's on there. Either Sundetity or the Happy version. Just logo, small small character, different styles. Um, I already kind of asked people to kind of give us some f- feedbacks on a lot of stuff, and it was a lot of fun doing that. So, like I said, it's all at TacoSpirit.com. Hopefully, eventually, the merch link will be on there. But for now, social media links, contact us buttons all up there, as well as a link to the Discord, which, again, we definitely welcome everybody to jump over to Discord. Uh, we have a couple people coming from the podcast jumping on there, and we definitely appreciate you guys jumping on there. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, it takes a little bit too much time, but <laughs> that's a good thing because I'm enjoying talking to people, getting the voice chat, and chatting up with people. It's been a lot more engaging to connect with the community that way. Hopefully, eventually, it doesn't get too overwhelming, but it's been good so far. So, But yeah, as always, again, you guys can support us on our Twitch channel. Again, twitch.tv slash Spirited. Again, we're on Twitter at Spirited. We're on YouTube at youtube.com slash Spirit. Um, but yeah. Thank you all for support, as always, and for following us and listening to us and watching us and also supporting us monetarily, telling other people about us. Uh, but we hope you all enjoyed, and you all take care. Os! the world.